The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. We are still thinking about our holiday break, all the things that we did. Um, and I went to a haunted hotel. Because it wouldn't be a holiday for Dawn <laughs> if it did involve somebody getting haunted. What? <laughs> That's right. Why um, were you at a haunted hotel? Is this a normal Christmas tradition in your family? It is not. I've She's been like, to- we like to make... Uh, s'mores and gather around the yuletide fire and call up the dead (laughs) no uh but i took mc to the crescent hotel your significant other yes in eureka springs arkansas eureka springs with my old paranormal team i've been there before we rented out like 10 rooms and had the run of the place stayed in the morgue all night why would a hotel have a morgue well presumably you're gonna tell us oh yeah Actually, there's a documentary called Crescent Hotel Film that looks pretty well produced. That just The documentary is called Crescent Hotel Film? Yes, it is. Okay. I don't know if that's what, but that's the website, <laughs> Crescent Hotel Film. Oh, okay. But it might be. I don't know. Yeah. But I um, took a little piece of their trailer for this documentary oh, sure. they made. Uh, and here's This tells just, the story of the Crescent Hotel. Yes, I'll just, just sum it up before uh, a lot of names get thrown at you. Um, this hotel was built in 1886 by uh, some people who loved Eureka Springs. This is like a hot springs uh, town that has all of these natural springs, and people would go there to he- get healed. So there's this hotel that was built, and then uh, a a guy claiming to be a doctor who could cure cancer bought the hotel in 1936, and he experimented on people. Oh, Let's great. listen to the clip. Pal Clayton built the Crescent Hotel in 1886. And in 1908, they invited the Crescent College and Conservatory for young ladies. The school went on here until 1934. The hotel was closed during the Depression, and Baker came up and bought it in 1938. When Norman Baker bought the hotel, he claimed he could cure any kind of cancer in six weeks' time. He was boasting a 100% success rate. The medical field, they just despised him. He was using human beings as guinea pigs. He lacked compassion entirely. I don't think he had a good intention in his body. I mean, he let people lay and die and took their organs and put them in jars and buried them out back. What? So, yeah, I think he's a murderer. Oh, my God. This is so, such a weird story. And you spent your festive season? (laughs) We spent spent a night there. Um, Actually... One of the haunted rooms was across the hall. What wish do you carry around? It's such a beautiful hotel. (laughs) And during Christmas, it's like an old-fashioned... Have you ever been to the Stanley Hotel in Colorado? That's where Stephen King wrote Mm -mm. The Shining. It's the inspiration for The Shining. It's just that, um, you know, old hotels that are beautiful. Just gorgeous but woodwork. But can't you just go for a nice walk around the grounds? You got to dig up dead organs and jars? <laughs> oh. What? All right. So you heard that right. About four years ago, they went to no. build, or they were digging to, like, do a new compost pile. Oh, and God. this woman no. digging the hole no. found hundreds of jars, which you can look at down in the what? morgue. of. What are like human remains with different liquids what? in them? What? Yeah. So, Why would you do this? So, <laughs> so that was a shock. 
So they knew that during these years that he owned the hotel, he is a very fascinating person and a murderer, obviously. Fascinating but person, he was Mike. a con man. And a murderer. Well, they usually okay. go hand in hand. Yeah. He's, he actually started a radio station in Iowa where he would broadcast about these cures. So he was like a snake oil salesman. Sure. He had a, a clinic in, um, in Iowa um, to cure cancer. And then he got kicked out of Iowa because they're like, you're not a doctor. Okay. We're shutting your clinic down. So, of course, then, he ends up in, in oh, this is Arkansas. Arkansas. I almost it's, said Missouri. Well, I mean, it's just right over the this, border. Kind really. of the same place. Um, anyway, so he invited all these people. He became a millionaire by actually inventing the uh, Calliope. Calliope? No, it's called a calliope. What's a calliope? Calliope is like an organ. We've done this Haven't before. Haven't we had this conversation? Yep. It's a calliope. He invented it. It's a calliope in it's, the circus. It's in the circus, it's a calliope. I know. So the he invented is called that. a calliope. He invented that. He invented it? He invented wow. that oh. instrument, and he became a millionaire in okay. back in the day. And then he decided to cut people up and put them in jars. <laughs> yes. Then he mm. became a vaudeville a- performer, and he was a mentalist. Then he decided that he could profit off of... Um, Stealing someone else's idea to cure cancer, pretend to be a doctor. I mean, he, it is a bizarre story. His name is Norman Baker. He owned the hotel. A lot of people died, and now it's haunted. That is terrifying. It was a school for girls. So, for what a did while. you actually do there? Uh, we went on um, a ghost tour that they have. That's okay, so an you stayed there. We stayed in a room. Yes. Okay. Did you stay in like a morgue room, or like mm-hmm. you get to do something creepy like that? Oh, uh, we went in the morgue. That's the okay. end of the tour, and you get to look at all the jars that they dug up, and um, you know they burned all of the records as to all the people that died in the hotel. He was injecting people with corn silk. Watermelon seeds crushed up, and then why? Um, some other chemical to cure cancer, and which clearly did not did work. not. Then they would so go he die was just at home. A, he was just a sadomasochist. Yes, and wanted money. Yeah, because he would charge a lot of money for and people he likes to come to get, torture people. Well, right, and then he was doing his own experiment. It, it is it, fascinating. This has been on all the ghost shows that you see, the Crescent yeah. Hotel. So we stayed, and for the second time that I've stayed there, nothing happened. Yeah, because you know, ghosts aren't there to perform for you. Yeah, and they're just doing their thing. I'm sometimes, like, yeah, we just went because it's Christmas time and it's beautiful. And we wanted to do the ghost tour. We didn't expect. Didn't, we didn't. Did do you a bring full, your stuff with you though? No. Oh, I just recorded on my phone a lot, and I took a lot of pictures. Okay. Did you post them? Nope. Why? Because none of them are interesting. There's oh, nothing okay. in them. One of them looks like um, it could be a bunch of people lined up in a window. It's a reflection. And then there seems to be like a man standing there and you can see faces. How are you not posting this? <laughs> because I debunked it. Oh, okay. But I can I, post it and then you guys can yeah, check sure. it out. Yeah, sure. I think you should. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not every day you get to go to a former hospital but that wasn't just a guy cutting people up and put them in jars and why do they have the they don't have those jars on display yes they do that oh. is terrifying i mean i'll show you a picture there's okay. hundreds of them that oh, they found God, in this pit so i couldn't stay in a place <laughs> I like mean, that you can't really tell what they are but they're they're not they they're probably just like they, somebody like was like hey let's let's put a bunch of stuff in jars and tell them it was the body you parts. should see the excavation it's obviously very old stuff. They yeah. dated the 
they opened it's one. It's fascinating. All right. Are you going to put a link on the show links page so people can? I did. Fabulous. And also, because, Mike, I know you guys had this discussion. I think it was on Don and Steve, right? Yeah. About the Calliopes. Because mm-hmm. Mike or uh, Steve was saying Calliope, right? Yep. And then Donna was like Calliope, mm-hmm. um, and, and I always learned. I've never heard I've never heard a Calliope in my entire life. It was always Calliope. I've always heard Calliope, mm-hmm. and sure enough, if you go to there's like a whole section on the pronunciation of this word yep. on the Wikipedia page that talks about how it's a disputed pronunciation. It is so fascinating. And he's, he lived in Baraboo, which yeah, exactly. is the circus capital. So yeah. he knows all about Calliope. I sat Absolutely. side by side with someone who was in the circus for years, and they said, "If you're in the circus, this is how you pronounce it's it." It's Calliope, kid. <laughs> well, you can learn more by, uh, there's also a pyrophone, a caliophone, and a luster chantant. If you would like to know more, head to the Wikipedia that page. delicious. When we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn from Hacked Up Body Parts and Jaws to, ooh, this is an actual real life current event terrifying story that thankfully ended far better than the story Dawn just told. <laughs> and we'll tell you why when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Hey guys, Bradley here for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Did you know that without energy efficient window coverings, a home can lose up to 30% of heating and cooling energy through its windows? According to the Department of Energy, when it comes to Hunter Douglas window treatments, energy efficiency and comfort go hand in hand. Hunter Douglas cellular shades are the most insulating interior shades available anywhere. While you might think your vinyl blinds are helping save energy, studies have shown that cellular shades outperform traditional vinyl blinds in terms of energy efficiency. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom to explore how premium Hunter Douglas window treatments can enhance and elevate your home, delivering the utmost in sophistication and quality. Choose from different materials, styles, operating systems, fabrics, and colors to create your perfect Hunter Douglas window treatment solution. Check out the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins or online at littleblindspotmn.com. The Little Blind Spot, we're big on service. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. If you missed any of the show, you can download it anywhere you get podcasts. Also, would you like and subscribe to Blinded by the Item? That's its own podcast that we do every day live on this show from 1230 to 1. Now, we have to talk about a bizarre fight that broke out between 90210's Ian Zeering, or I'm sorry, Ian Zeering, and a mini biker gang. Yeah, this is so bizarre, and there's many layers to this story. But let's start with the actual story. So if you haven't heard it, if you haven't seen it on TMZ, 
Ian Ziering, as Dawn said, did battle with bikers on nonetheless Hollywood Boulevard of all places in broad daylight. And not when I first read, like he got into it with a biker gang, I imagined Pee Wee Herman biker gang, you know, like he's thrown down with like hell's angels or something, like right? Motorcycles. Yeah. Like tough Harleys. guys with chains on their denim jackets. And, and then we tattoo them. And then, exactly. <laughs> and then we let him go. <laughs> um, so that's what I thought in my head. Turns out, and then I watched the video, I was like, um, what? You said it, Don. Mini biker gang. They were on mini bikes. Yeah. I've never seen these things before, but they don't necessarily present the image of like hyper masculinity. I think that one imagines when you hear biker gang. Yeah, you think like a out fat loud. boy. What is that? That's the motorcycle that has the handles up. Oh, here, sure. Yeah. And you have to rest and. You know, it's very impractical. And really loud, like... (laughs) Anyway, um, what you see in the video is Ian Zeering gets out of his car, broad daylight, shoves a guy, and then what ensues is a bunch of people run at him. They're mostly masked and or helmeted. Mm -hmm. And they just start wailing on him, and they're like... And he's like throwing them off and, you know punching back and they're getting into a tussle in the middle of the street. Cars are stopped. People, everybody is just staring. Nobody is doing anything um, except for filming the situation. And it goes on for quite a while. Mm. And he essentially draws the people away from his car because unbeknownst to the rest of us, his 10 year old daughter is in the car. So I think he's just trying to get everybody away from the car. But it's not just a bunch of guys. There's a gal in there, too. There's a lady who's wailing on him. These people are just, like, going to town. Well, ultimately, the fight ends up getting broken up. And it seems like, if you believe Ian Ziering's account of this entire scenario, they were being menacing and, like, swiping his car as they drove by and he had gotten out of his car to see if there was any damage. And when he did so, that's when they exchanged words or as Harvey Levins kept using the term jawboning. I was like, what is this? 1905. (laughs) Right. He was jawboning the guy, but they, they get into words and that's when Ian shoves one of the guys and they go to town. I mean, they literally are, are, uh, like the one guy takes a helmet and wails on his windshield and busts it in. Yeah. And again, he's got a 10 year old, his 10 year old daughter in the car with him. Sad. Really, really sad. Well, that happened on new year's day in broad daylight. And everybody's kind of just wondering how does something like this go down? Ian Ziering posted a whole thing about it. That was like, I'm just like fed up with, you know, he, he kind of biker gangs. Well, apparently lawlessness in the streets, he sort of is making a broader argument about how things have gotten really unsafe in L.A. And Mm. the police took forever to get there. He said it's ridiculous that, you know, this is happening in broad daylight and, um, you know, the police were nowhere to be found. Yeah, They ultimately did show up. Um, I don't know if any arrests were immediately made, but the one person who did respond verbally that we can hear from in this story is Brian Austin green. Oh, now you might wonder why is Brian Austin green talking? Well, he's friends with Ian Ziering. Let's hear what Brian Austin green had to say. My boy, Ian Ziering got in a fist fight 
on Hollywood Boulevard with uh, like five dudes. And like and a lady. beat them. Did it. Did his thing. Um, he's a monster. He's incredibly fit, obviously. I would not suggest to anyone um, to fight people. Especially not not now. Uh, in this in this climate. But you know what? All turned out well. Um, Z, I love you, brother. Uh good on you i don't i was like what was the point of that video other than to say he's basically like he whooped their you know behinds kudos also i did have to take out a bunch of f bombs you did yeah from brian austin green he was brian dropping yeah like, come on but anyway so he he was just you know rooting on his friend i guess um the statement that that ian made again was sort of a like larger statement on the state of uh, the world, which I was like, I get that he's probably, you know, that's an emotional thing. If you watch that, that altercation, I imagine that was, that was terrifying, especially knowing that your kid's in the car yeah, and you're getting attacked sad. by six, you know, six people at once and nobody, not one person comes to his aid. It's ridiculous. They're all just kind of like a hundred people across the street, around yeah. the street, just filming. Yeah. Like, somebody help him. I don't know. Can we do that and not whip our phones out? I don't know. Oh, I thought you were, like, legitimately asking, are we allowed to do that? No, I'm saying, <laughs> why are people helping? They're just filming. That's Yeah, no, terrible. it's terrifying. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I understand you don't want to get punched in the middle of the day, but help a guy out. Yeah. I mean, especially when... You know, his kids right there. Anyway. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we have to talk about Britney. It's been a while, but the rumors are she's working on an album. What? I might actually have an Wait. audio sample for you <gasps> when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Could we be hearing new music from Britney? I'm not so convinced, but the tabloids want you to believe that there is a 10th album coming. B10, which also would not be the yeah, that's good terrible. title for an album. Beaten? Beaten. Right? Yeah. Like you want to succeed. You want to overcome. You don't want to be beaten. Anyway, that's what the internet would have you believe. Britney Spears is tapping Charlie XCX, Julia Michaels, to write mm. her first album in nearly a decade, John. So says, originally The Sun. I learned this by way of page six. 
And they believe that the chart-topping songwriters are eagerly lining up to work with Britney and her long-awaited 10th studio album. Now, I think that's probably a load of hargwash, mm. as the kids would say. Never. Um, but then I was like, okay, well, whenever we see stuff like this, I think something is going on, right? It's not just like somebody sat around and said, what story can we make up today? Uh, Brittany's got an album. Let's say that Charlie XCX, that's how we say her name, right? Mm -hmm. Is uh, writing for her. Okay. I think it's probably that maybe, I mean, I don't know. Mike, tell me if you've read anything in the blinds about this studio album. I have not. The only thing from Britney's standpoint in the blinds we've been hearing is obviously a documentary or some sort of a TV show. Nothing from a musical standpoint. So let's keep our eyes peeled because I thought, well, maybe there's something in the blinds about this. But then I thought maybe it's just a matter of the machinery around Britney. This is my conspiracy theory. that Okay, after, let's really get it out. Here. With, well, oh, what do you think? I I'm mean, like Bianca Sensori? No. Like, I mean, let me get it out. Uh, that that Britney Spears, there's a machine around her, and that the machine very much wants her to put out another album. And so perhaps one of the ways to get her to be amenable to put out an album is to create this environment that there's like, you know, we want it. I mean, you could actually start to put things in place to get people to start working on music behind the scenes, and then you could start to show her like, hey, look, this person wants to work with you and here's something they've created for you to yeah, listen to. Yeah, they created this track. And right? uh, these songwriters and singers wrote these lyrics for you. Exactly. It's basically all in place for you to just step into a studio. Well, so then I started digging, and I don't think we reported this on uh, at the time, but back in the summer, there was uh, a story about a producer by the name of Caleb Stone. Does that name ring a bell? No. Okay, so Caleb Stone was alleged to be working on some Britney music, and we learned this because, well, he posted something on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to open up the first link under, uh, not yeah. the page six one, but the first Instagram yep, link. looking at it right now. And 15 weeks ago, Caleb Stone, on his Instagram, said, here's some music I worked on in the past few months and a couple snips of things coming. Sending love and positivity to all my peoples. Now, please scroll through the slideshow. Okay, the slideshow here. Um, uh, okay, I've seen the You'll know it people. when you get there. Uh, Blue Oblivion. You left the house for this. Skull Candy. The Boyfriend Experience. <laughs> You'll uh, get there. Oh. Eventually. Oh, Britney Spears reportedly has a new album on the way, according to a deleted Instagram post by a producer working on the record with Stargate. Okay, so Caleb Stone on his Instagram posted an image from this story on a tabloid that suggested he was working on Britney music, right? Yeah. And uh, this was at the same time he's saying, I work, here's some music that I posted from the past few months. And from this deleted post, I can play the following <gasps> snippet. Mike? That's it? If that's the new Britney music, I'm concerned. <laughs> 
like Alvin and the Chipmunks. But that's what people are implying. They're like, oh, he posted that as like a, hey, look what I'm working on over here. And it's the last picture. You have to scroll through. Yeah, no, all you of go them. through all the pictures, and, and then there's a blank Spears. one. Well, but that story posted that he linked to actually included a post which said that he was working on new Britney music. Right. So it's his deleted post captured by a tabloid. Yeah, so they're saying it's like a wink and a nod. Yeah, to, like this is true. So so all of that is to say, I wouldn't be surprised if there are people behind the scenes who are trying to make a Britney album happen. Mm. Whether or not Britney is aware of this and or has consented to this, I think no. is a huge leap at this point. Yeah. Mike, what do you say? Yeah, I'm still looking through all the yeah, blind item stuff, and I'm not finding anything uh, in regards to it. But yeah, you I think are this... beating the blind items, Bradley. You've dug so much. What? You're doing blind items. You created no. A blind this item. is yeah, just sure. well. What I did was after the fact googling because we should have uh-huh. known this back in the summer. Somehow we missed this story about no this producer idea. back in the day, day. But it just seems like to me that. Um, that there might be that might be where these stories are coming from because yeah. you know how like somebody will put something out there and then it just kind of like people have the like thinnest thread to go on mm. and so i don't know if there's any validity to it in that clip that i played you who knows if that's an actual clip if it is i'm a little concerned it yeah it's no, not good <laughs> What is that? It's awful. <laughs> yeah, but that That's like style of like. <laughs> it's like just house just <laughs> random club music. It's not good. Anyway, um, who knows if the, if there's any like thought to that whatsoever. But yeah, I'm looking through his whole Instagram. I'm just trying to figure out who this person is because they don't have that many followers. That's what it's only the dif- 2,600 followers. Well, that I mean, that doesn't mean anything. But he's not a big mu- music producer. Why would they pluck this guy out of obscurity? What says in this, what I'm he, reading here is he posted it and deleted it, and then it has him with the producing duo Stargate. Yeah. And that producing uh-huh. duo, duo Stargate was behind Irreplaceable from Beyonce, Firework oh. by Katy Perry. I mean, he, uh, he's Don't not going to be like Rihanna. the number one guy, but the, the assumption is, he's or I think the implication that is, do. that yeah. he's connected to the people that would be working on this. But but the interesting thing about the story and the reason we're talking about it today is they're actually attaching names like Charlie XCX. Now, if that's not true, you would imagine that they would come out and say pretty quickly, these people, uh, we are not working. Because Charlie, didn't she do stuff? Oh, she's great. She was Brittany before. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, for um, the Barbie movie. Well, she, she did stuff for Barbie. I don't know if she works She's with... on the Iggy Azalea track from a long time ago that made her famous. But if it's total hogwash, you'd imagine that she's going to come out and say that. Same with uh, Ms. Michael. She was also dating Julia? Magic Mike. I did not know that. Yeah. Magic Mike Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum, yes, dated her. She's a British pop star. Oh, okay. Oh, Charlie oh was she the one that he dated for five seconds after yes. he broke up with Jenna? That's correct. Okay. Because now, of course, he's with, or was, Lisa Bonet. Not Lisa. Her daughter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Zoe Kravitz. Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Lisa Bonet, of course. Is her mother. Her mother. Her mother, and she is with. Well, she was with Jason Momoa. No longer. But now she's with. 
I don't know. I don't either. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so, moral of the story is if they're starting to put names to this and it's not true, you'd think pretty quickly these people would come out and say, yeah, we're not doing that. What do you think the possibility is that Brittany is actually An recorded alien? tracks and it's true that she's coming out with an album and this has just been leaked. What no. is the no? Zero because chance. she would talk about it. She's yeah. too transparent now. She's too busy going on trips everywhere and dancing in her lobby. Like yeah. I don't know what else she would have time for, frankly. Right. There's so many costume changes. Well, a day. And, and like literally I went to her Instagram account just to see what she's been up to lately. Because mm-hmm. every once in a while you gotta check in on Britney's Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she's still obsessed with telling us like this video is from two weeks ago, and I'm still really happy, and I love my outfit. And she's, like, telling in every video, I filmed this video four weeks from Wednesday. Yeah. She has this, like, obsession with telling us when the videos yeah. were taken. Maybe it's because she's been accused of using old videos yeah. or that it's someone else using old videos of her. So maybe she's like, I'm just going to tell All people All of that is to this. say, I think she's a little focused on other things. True. Not being in the studio, working and on an album. Our good buddy Panda just told us that uh, Charlie XCX never dated. Uh, Who am I thinking? No, you're, you're thinking, thinking of Jesse J. Jesse J. Oh, yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Um, well, thank it's... you, Panda, for keeping us honest. I will say, of oh shoot, I was going to say something about Britney, and now I can't remember what her Instagram. Um, what, she's too busy to make an album videos yeah i think she oh i know what i was going to say but i also again don't wouldn't be surprised if i think probably the way an album like this would work is that a lot of the work is done before she ever shows up yeah right oh totally so i think things could be happening in the background i will say she's coming up on i think we're coming up on like the 25th anniversary of is it baby one more time oh my gosh or that something. There's sense. some anniversary coming up, and I wonder, like, if she's going to do something special. Oh, okay. Um, the only thing I I looked at her Instagram four days ago, and it stands out when you go to it because she posted a shirtless man in bed who's obviously obviously spent some time in a tattoo studio and the gym, and he has Britney Spears book over his face. And he's in bed. You can't see his face, only his body. Mm-hmm. And she said, coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that I didn't boy understand did what that, that for me. I didn't understand what that was. By the way, it's uh, Baby One More Time. 25th anniversary was on October 23rd. I'm a little behind. That's okay. 1998. <laughs> oh my gosh. What were you doing in 1998? Oh, probably getting drunk and partying. I mean, it was the 90s. What else was I doing? The late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Mm -hmm. I had five jobs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I had graduated college in 97. Wow. And I was working five jobs. Wow. Part-time, of course. All part-time. Five part-time jobs. What was your favorite job? Somebody's got to feed the baby. Um, I can tell you what the least favorite job was, working at a credit card company answering the phones oh because nobody calls about their credit card when they're happy do you know what i did in 1998 what managed a team of people answering the phone 
for credit cards. <laughs> Were you my boss? Is that what you're saying to me? Don, is it's that you? <laughs> no. I was here in the in the United States. Okay. I meant to say Minnesota. <laughs> you were not in Minnesota in no, 1998. I was not. No, I was at Target. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, that was a great walk down memory lane. When we come back, though, we're going to take a Mike walk down. Mike was in grade school. Mike in was in diapers in 1998. On October 23rd, I would have been celebrating my 12th birthday that exact oh. day. <laughs> so you would have probably had like a, a blazer and a tie. Sure. And some slacks. Oh, I yeah. see little Mike is a, you know, go getter. He's like, to I'm going to wear pictures slacks. of little Mike. I've never seen, I've only seen, seen high school Mike. Okay. Yeah, I can find some little Mike. Yay. Yeah. All right. 12 year old Mike, when we return, he'll be hosting uh, a game show. Find out which one right here on My Talk 1071. It is time to play a game. Hopefully you're ready for it. We certainly are. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. This is the time of day where. Mike spins his big wheel. Oh. And he chooses a game for us to play game show. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. It is indeed that time. Let's spin the wheel and see where it lands and see where the second game of 2024 will take us. Oh, my God. It's only been two days. It already feels like a year. Yeah. It's a little family feud. Why are you laughing? Like because you were staring into space, and you're like, "Spin it!" <laughs> saw you in the future at um, uh, elderly facility. Things spin it's it. Not that much in the middle of lunch, the playing bingo, and they're like, "Spin it!" I need me thirteen. Sir, once who used to play a game with us at the end of every show, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, Grandpa, tell us." <laughs> and you story. were just like looking down weirdly, and it looked like you weren't really. That's with just it. my face, Don. Okay. Well, you guys know how uh, we'll, or uh, what game are we playing? Family Feud works oh. head to head. Tell us. Head to head Family Feud works very simply. Uh, we have uh, you two going back and forth. You each have uh, a you have a couple strikes to play with. So you'll both step up. I'll read a question. If you think you know it, yell at your name. Give me your answer. If it's the top answer of the two, you get to take control. You'll have two strikes to get as many points as you can. It's Family Feud. It's simple. Let's play. Okay. All right. Step up to the podium. And yeah. if you know a good answer for this question, yell at your name. Are you ready? Yep. All right, first question up. We've got uh, four of these. We'll probably get through two. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, name something you might rent on a sunny day. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Umbrella. Umbrella. Is umbrella on the board? It is. That is the number three answer worth 14 points. Nicely done. Don, there are two higher than that. Mm-hmm. Again, name something you might rent on a sunny day. A boat. A Bob. boat. Mm-hmm. Is from a boat, boat club? Is a boat from your boat club on the board? <laughs> That's the number one answer. Thirty-four points. Don, you yeah. got control of it. There's still four more oh, no. answers for the two of you to get. You've got two strikes to play with. Forty-eight points is what you're fighting for at this point. Um. Okay. Can I say? Uh, so say I just go you on. You, you just go on. Yep. I just go on. Okay. Yep. Um. I will say um, something you might rent on a sunny day. How about? A chair and a towel at a pool. Chair and a towel at a pool. That's very specific. Chair and a towel in a pool, not up there, unfortunately. But like I said, you still got one more strike to play with. 48 points out of the number one and number three answer. But we still have the number two answer, the four, five, and six. This is also a weird question, but I'm, you know, I'll let it go. Name something you might rent (laughs) on a sunny day. A jet ski. Jet ski. Jet ski up there. 
It is three wow. points. Okay, that was the number uh, six answer. She still got three more to go. Um, how about uh, a dune buggy? A dune buggy. <laughs> okay. If dune buggy's there, you get the ever. point. If it's not, it's going over to Bradley. Dune buggy. <laughs> Sorry, dune buggy is not there. Bradley, there's still three answers. I... A chance for you to steal those fifty-one points away. I'm having a hard time with this question. I don't know why, but in my head, the only thing I can come up with is a fan. A fan. Maybe something you might rent on a sunny day. You said a fan. <laughs> poor. Is there a fan up there? If so, you what? get the points. If you not, call me poor. I'm just kidding. If not, Don's going to get the first fifty-one points. Give me a fan. No, it's not there. Was, okay, I thought uh, you meant like a like a flip fan. No, like I a just meant, fan. meant like a box fan. <laughs> oh, Let's see what was up there. Number five answer: movie. You'd rent a movie and just oh, watch a movie because it's so hot. Dumb dumb question. Okay. Uh, well, also up there. <laughs> it's no no shade on you, Mike. <laughs> Get a shade. Uh, another answer you could give us: <laughs> a bike. And then the number two answer. Why? So you can dr- ride around and be hot? <laughs> well, a number two answer. <laughs> yeah. A car or convertible. A sunny okay. day. It's sunny Isn't outside. Is that a dune buggy? Go- I should have no, gotten that point. No, you should not. It's a, it's, a, it's a car. You got too specific. A dune, dune buggy is not a car. It's a recreational vehicle. Oh. Was ATV on there? Nope. That, I just gave you all okay. that were on there. So with that, 51 points going to you, Don. We I'm move happy. on to question number two. Yeah, she, By the way, she uh, won, and she's still arguing with yeah. the judge, by the way. Well, hopefully this question <laughs> is uh, of the standard of Bradley Trainer. We'll find out. Name an occasion. <laughs> you guys ready? <laughs> you better hope. <laughs> <laughs> Name an occasion. Or or an event, an occasion or an event after which you might be broke. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. An anniversary? An anniversary. No, no anniversary. Oh. An occasion or event after which you might be broke. Does it get another chance? No, you no. get the oh, you chance. Get chance. Oh, wedding. All you have to do is say one on the board, yeah, you're going to get control. Wedding. Wedding is the right answer. 31 points. That is the top answer. Still four more on the board. And again, Don, you've got control and two strikes to work with. Give me some events or occasions after which you might be broke. A vacation. Vacation. Number two answer. Nicely done. Vacation is up there. You're up to 61 points. But again, these points are up for grab. Okay. How about... Christmas. Uh, she's going right down the yeah, board. Yeah, get it. Number one, number two, and now the number three answer of Christmas. Whoa. You've got two more chances to sweep the category. How about college? College. If college is up there, you get another one. If not, it's your first strike. College. No college to be found. Name an occasion or an event that after which you might be broke. Um, Two answers remain. If you don't get this one, Bradley could steal all these points. How about um, a party? Party. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoa! The you know the final Just answer. A random party. Uh, they've yeah, got like bir- a graduation. It's party. birthday slash party is up there. Okay. So birthday okay. slash party. Uh, uh-huh. You've got one opportunity here to just completely put a exclamation okay. point on this How victory. About- Tax day. Tax day. If tax day is up there, <laughs> you're going to win. If not, Bradley's got a chance to steal all at the last second. Tax day. Again, Bradley, for I was all the points like, and ultimately the win, name an occasion <gasps> or an event after which you might How, be Have you broke. not met, met this game before? The only thing I could come up with, I wanted to say snarkily bankruptcy, <laughs> but um, it's probably not so, uh, or financial judgment. But the only one that I could come up with is... 
The birth of a child. The birth of a child. Oh. All right. There's 75 points up for grabs on this second question. Don, you lead with 51. But again, all these points could be going the opposite way if he steals it here. If the birth of the child is there, Bradley's our winner. If not, Don, you've got it today. Birth of a child. Survey says. <laughs> Don, you're the one. You won. Congratulations, Don. The uh, uh, audience, what was our other uh, answer what up was there? It? Shopping. Oh, God, Don, your shopping. favorite pastime. Just shopping in general. <laughs> for yourself. So, Don, you're a winner today. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to buy with all your winnings? I'm going to go to Ben Diggin. Yeah, I'm going to get 15 deals for a dollar. 15 deals for... She got 15 pair of panties the other day. <laughs> well, you're going home with something too, Bradley, because we don't have winners yes! and losers. We've got What'd winners and consolation prize the winners. Rice-a-roni. You're going home... What'd you just say? rice And a supply of rice a The Get it! It is wow, so nicely done. Wow, what's up with you? I feel like I should have won a prize just for that. mind melded there. Well... You know, I've watched a lot of game shows in my life. Mike, thank you so much for another fun game. Dear listeners, thank you for gracing us with your ears for the last three hours or some combination thereof. We'll be back again tomorrow. Lori and Julia are up next. Until then, America. America. (laughs) Have a fat. The fat. Why are you laughing at America? (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 